Hello world, we are back to the basket. We are a weekly NBA podcast uh, where we discuss the greatest league in the entire world. It's true. The NBA. Yeah. It is round two of the playoffs. Amazing. There's so much good basketball. Um, A lot of the league's greatest players in the world are still around in the playoffs. Who, Who would have thought, right? The best players in the world would still be around in the last eight teams remaining in the NBA. I mean, I mean, parody is thing. It might, it might have not happened, but here we are. Here we are. All, All right. right, we're here to recap round two of the playoffs. Give us a a little preview, look ahead, and some predictions. And we have Richard here. Hello, hello. All right, that that's playoff rich. All, All right. right. We got playoff rich. Okay. Ready to recap round two. All right. So first one we're going to talk about is the series, I guess, nearest and dearest to uh, Kevin and I here is the Raptors and Sixers, which started yesterday. And uh, Raps are currently up one in this series after what I can say is a, a rather passive, passive display by the 76ers. So... Uh, Kevin, what are you what are you what are you seeing coming out going into this series in in terms of the matchups and and the the strategy? Because what it what we've seen so far is um, pretty much a nullification of of the process, or being Joel Embiid and like his inability to you know score or establish post position, and and just a general like lockdown team defense on the Sixers style of play. Yeah, uh, we, we've seen a lot. Um, what we can definitely say is the Toronto Raptors are not the Brooklyn Nets. So the Philadelphia 76ers are going to have to do a lot better to, to compete against one of the top teams in the NBA right mm-hmm. now. Uh, you have to remember the Raptors are... They were two wins away from the best record in the NBA while having Kawhi having his load managed with 22 games off in the regular season and it seems to be paying off dividends in the they playoffs. were they were like 17 and 5 in that stretch i think something like that uh it was it was a it was a high number yeah uh, that's just because the raptors talent is it's just so good mm-hmm. to, to be able to uh still win games without Kawhi there but you can still say that with with Kawhi in some of those games they probably wouldn't have lost would have been the first seed kyle lowry missed uh, missed you know quite a few games as well mm-hmm. um but right now in the in the playoffs, you can see that these guys are coming out to play. The defensive intensity is is there. The playoff basketball IQ is just insane from mm-hmm. guys like Marcus Gasol, who is just shutting down uh, a superstar like Joel Embiid in the it just not just in the post. You, you could say it's, it's it's even a mental game with the way he's just in the right place at the right time. He's got his hands all over. Um, the defense is just. It's just incredible from a former Defensive Player of the Year. And then you have another two-time Defensive Player of the Year guarding uh, Ben Simmons. So, I mean, what can the Philadelphia 76ers do in this series to to, to, to claw back from well, this game one loss? Um, yeah, that's a good that's a good segue. And I was, for me, it was interesting sort of seeing the way they, they, they tried 
to adjust like it's it's funny here that we're not even mentioning Tobias right now in our you know analysis of like offensive capabilities right now because he just seems to be a, I'm saving it. Oh, <laughs> I see, I see. <laughs> yeah, but but what I what I was saying to you off pod before was that it was interesting that they tried to turn to um, JJ Redick, you know, sort of midway through the game just to get him going. And then that sort of resulted, um, I'd have to double check the box score, but it was a really passive game in terms of my, um, just the eye test of uh, Jimmy Butler. And, and it seems like if, if it's either one or the other for the Sixers and, and Brett Brown needs to figure out, like, what is he going to choose? Because if he's choosing um, J.J. Redick, which is sort of like the older, like the pre-Butler flow offense that they had going, which was actually quite successful and and what you know got them to push the heat last year and you know that's you know we've seen it we've heard it in the news and sort of the slight rumors coming from the organization that jimmy doesn't like to play that way and it's like it's clear in the box in the box score but it's like this is the second round of the playoffs like you know elton brand move pieces for you you know we need results from jimmy yeah absolutely it was uh definitely a passive game but you can't really blame him as well as uh the sixers to their to their credit and to to Elton Brand's credit, have built a, a very dominant uh, starting five man unit. No, for sure. Um, their bench right now is very lacking. It, it's it's evident right now, it, especially with Mike Scott missing uh, the game with the heel bruise. Mm-hmm. That's going to prove to be um, quite the crucial injury uh, for Philadelphia. Uh, I mean, the Raptors are missing OG and Anobi as well, mm-hmm. um, but. I mean, the real matchup here that uh, I was alluding to as, as the saving was Tobias Harris versus Pascal Siakam. Yeah, this is the this is I guess it's not the marquee matchup, but it's really the one the point. Oh, of this emphasis. is a, this is your marquee matchup from a future All NBA player. Okay, and we're talking about uh, the twenty five year old one, not not the one that's missing a lot of jump shots, getting oh, destroyed man. on defense. Okay, Tobias Max contract Harris. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, six for, six for seventeen uh, is not is not pretty from Tobias. So. Pre dreadlocks, J Cole needs to step it up right yeah. now. Uh, but yeah, it's it's that like you mentioned that that shot line. It was it not only was his offense bad, but he was just getting eaten alive by Kawhi and and Siakam. Anytime they were switching on to Tobias, it was just going to work and. In the playoffs, you know, weaknesses do get exposed. Yeah. And in that crazy starting lineup that, that the Sixers have built, you have to remember that there are two lapses in defense, uh, defensive abilities with Tobias Harris and J.J. Wright. And you could see that they were, the Raptors were just going to attack that mm-hmm. every time. There was no reason, you know, James Ennis should have even been in this game. But if Tobias, I mean, if uh, J.J. Redick wasn't getting destroyed by Danny in the post every time... Uh, that wouldn't be happening. Like you could see that that one time where, um, you know, uh, JJ Redick was mouthing off to the ref after yeah. having his, a bloody lip. Yeah. After literally headbutting uh, Danny Green's elbow in the post, you you could see a little whiplash with his head. He hit it, and you know, crying to the ref. You know, he's just getting abused in the in the post <laughs> by Danny Green, and you know, there was just nothing the Sixers could do about it because. The rest of the, the floor is getting spaced by Lowry, Leonard, Siakam, and and Gasol. No, for you know, sure. pushing Embiid out to the post. That's going to be a, a crucial, crucial matchup. It's actually, it's actually interesting. Now, I think, I, I think I'm 
Um, not that I'm taking a beating here, but I think that uh, it's interesting that in the system that the Sixers run, Tobias is actually the the outlet, like or the the pressure release valve on a lot of their possessions, and the fact that he is you know a, getting exploited on defense. Um, on, on Toronto possessions and then be just getting locked down it's it's interesting they're taking him out of the game and putting you know putting pressure on the rest of that starting five to really prove themselves so it'll be I'm curious as to see what adjustments they make and and you know you you did say the the roster is relatively shallow as are most teams in the playoffs but I, I don't think it's a simple matter of you know changing who starts or just like changing minutes it's just going to be have to like you know, Embiid is going to have to figure out his physicality. And yeah. I mean, Brett Brown, yeah, to his credit, he tried to to mix up the minutes where he, he pulled his starters in the first quarter, mm-hmm. um, put our starters, put the Raptors starters up against essentially the bench unit and Tobias. Yeah, it was a strange time. And then uh, throughout the game, there was a lot of times where they were trying to mix Embiid and the starters up against the Raptors bench who... I think the first time they did it, did it out of a timeout. The Raptors starters went on, a Raptors bench went on a four zero run against the the Sixers starting lineup. Yeah, and I mean the Raptors bench somehow could hang with these guys, and that just gave the Raptors starters like a whole bunch of room to just work and yeah. get the score to where it needed to be for the inevitable. Uh, Raptors garbage time collapse. Yeah, the third third line. Yeah, third line. You know, making blowouts look a lot less blowouty. Well, you know, Ken Ken Maurer was on that game. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can see it. This is this is true. Yeah. Vegas. All right. Uh, so moving moving to the West Coast for the, I guess the I feel like it isn't a surprise series, but it is one that that you know people wouldn't have expected that. Uh, that Portland would overcome the Oklahoma City Thunder, you know, even though they, you know, in Paul George's words, they, you know, ran, ran it back and had another go at it. And... Uh, it was just a bad shot. <laughs> no, you know what? No, no. In that quote, sorry, I just a quick tangent. In that quote, he says, he says, if it wasn't Dame, then it's a bad shot, right? Like, like I think, I think he respects the shot. I don't know. A lot of people are making it like Paul George disrespected uh, him, but I think it's fine. It's okay. The real the real playoff piece in the Raptor series, anyways. I, <laughs> yeah, I, you know who, who's now averaging twenty four in the playoffs on sixty three percent true shooting. Pascal Siakam. Yeah, we'll have to get we'll have to get into Pascal. You know, Pascal deserves his own post on, and I'm sure other people are are talking about him a lot. But like the emergence. Of him as the second Raptor is like quite amazing. But again, focusing on the Portland and Denver right now, right? It's that yeah, like Denver, Denver overcame the Spurs in seven from last night. Very tough in series. a very 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 tight grinded out series. Yeah, and and the the thing is, it's like everyone was screaming that like Jokic. You know he's not. You can't play him in the playoffs. He's he doesn't have the conditioning, and this is all like eye test people, right? And then you know, not that there's anything wrong with the eye test, but it's interesting because when I look at the Portland and Denver series with Dame playing, you know, some of the best basketball of his career, and Jokic, you know, being a transcendent talent that he is, I'm actually not sure who is who is at, which team is edging out on talent, right? Right. I mean. There, there's a lot of talent on both teams mm-hmm. there. Um, the, the, the one thing I, I really want to see though is who are you know who's Portland really gonna 
match up with for Jokic. Jokic was uh, a clear, uh, you know, definitive superstar in that last series. Yeah. Where I think he was the only player in the world to average as many points, rebounds, and assists ever in a series. Well, I, well I, he, I, he broke a bunch of Denver records, too, during that series. Oh, this was an NBA record of, I think, 160 points, 80 rebounds, 60 assists. Only player ever to, to get that in, in, the, in, in the postseason in a series. Okay. Which is, as a big man as well, it's just insane, right? So, um, Nurkic, the one guy that was a former Denver guy. Well, yeah, the guy, the guy that they, they passed over for Jokic, right? He, was, he could have been a great matchup. Mm-hmm. They, you know, he was, the, he was another elite uh, passing big man. Mm-hmm. He, he was coming into his own this year. And that loss is going to prove to be very, uh, very crucial in this series. So we're just going to have to see if, if Dame and CJ can keep up that defensive intensity that they had in the, the first, uh, first round series. Maybe, maybe, they could, uh, maybe they can pull this one off. But I just want to implore all of you to, you know, everyone who's saying Dame and CJ were so good defensively, let's just remember that they were playing defense on Russell Westbrook and uh, Terrence Ferguson. So <laughs> there, there you go, and then and then on switches two elite a, shooters, a, of a course, slight, a slightly injured Paul George. Um, yeah, we're talking about elite shooter Terrence Ferguson here. Yeah, uh, but yeah, um, it's going to be an interesting series. Um, I say the Nuggets are going to close this one out in five games. Really? It's uh, it shouldn't be a hot take, but it might be. Just seeing how you know Denver played in that last series, but you have to always give it up to Popovich. He knows the playoffs better than anybody. Yeah, and he, despite his most valiant effort, couldn't couldn't get it out. Yeah. So if if the Spurs go down like that, I I think the the Nuggets um, should you know make easy work out of out of the, the Trailblazers, especially okay. without Nurkic. Yeah, like, I think uh, we, we skipped over uh, uh, the prediction for your, for the Raps and Sixers, but I, I think that's interesting that you you brought that up. I'm actually not I'm actually not sure on this one. I actually think this one goes to, you know, six or seven. But six I, or seven either way? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We can we can come back to recap this, but let's, how about, uh, what's your prediction? Raps, Philly. Raps... Uh, initially, you and I talked earlier in the week, and I actually thought it would go to seven. I've, I was not really impressed with their effort, um, the, the Sixers' effort yesterday. Um, me, my vested interest in Embiid, I would say, I want to say six, but it goes raps. Raps and six? Yeah. All right, all right. Uh, my prediction for the raps and Sixers series, uh, this is in... No bias to me going on vacation on May sixth for Game Six, Five, Six, and Seven. I think the Raptors win in four. Okay, <laughs> I, I think they just sweep. Hey, it. yeah, you know what? Bring out the brooms. I think it's you know it's high time that the Raptors get a sweep. Going. Yeah, I mean, like it's like playing the Orlando Magic, except you know, or at least Orlando's going to get a game. Well, there you go. <laughs> um, all right, now now we fly flying. Speaking of flying, going back east. To just have a quick talk about Bucks and Celtics, which I guess is like you know, well no, because the game is the game is happening in in about an hour, so yes, it's a Sunday. in a very snowy Wisconsin, uh, Milwaukee, I believe three to six inches of snow in uh, the near the five serve forum area. 
Okay, but it, it's it's cold here, right? Like we're we're the place with the bad weather. <laughs> hey, they they say uh, win- winter is coming. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and uh, let's just say for the winner the outcome of this uh, series, the winner of this series, winter is coming for you too. Okay. Well, I'm I'm curious as to as to this series actually because there was a lot of talk this week about like is a little bit of smack talk of like. Um, you know, Giannis's charges, his charge count becoming a thing, and then and you know him saying it's like oh they're not they're not thinking about even defending me they're just thinking about drawing fou- like drawing charges and like a- aside from that I actually think for the most part the Celtics might be the team at not offensively but defensively equipped to sort of handle their style of play but that's that's just me what, what I think, think so too uh, but. Missing Marcus Smart is going to prove to be huge this series. Uh, Brogdon may come back game two, game three. Uh, they're saying he might, you know, like be ready to go at mm-hmm. least by game four. Uh, but losing Marcus Smart, we're talking about drawing fouls and charges. Yeah. There's one guy who's an elite uh, <laughs> charge elite drawer. At, elite at something, yeah. There's, there's a, <laughs> something that, you know, fish do sometimes. They're yeah. out of the water. A confirmed sniper target. Yes, <laughs> exactly. He survived before so a few bullets from, <laughs> you know? It's a few Washington bullets he survived. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, uh, they're gonna they're gonna prove to really need Marcus Smart the series. Uh, I don't think the series goes long. Uh, Bucks in two. <laughs> Bucks That's in, not a lot. <laughs> Bucks are gonna close this one out in four or five. I, I know I'm predicting a lot of sweeps here, uh, but really, I, I think the Bucks are just well equipped to handle the Celtics, and I, I, they're just a dominant team. What is there? What more is there to, to do with with the Bucks? They're just so good. I don't think. These Celtics have a chance, and maybe I'll eat crow. But we'll no, see. no, that makes sense. And like, I'm, I'm gonna hold off on on my predictions because it's it's similar either way. Like, I've I've also you know, um, Wahaj isn't here to temper our distaste for the Celtics today, so I'm sorry. <laughs> but, but, I the Celtics. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, the, the, this is a you know. This, like, Budenholzer has found, like, his upgraded version of the 60-win Hawks, right? Like, there's nothing anyone can really do. Um, but I think... Oh, you I, mean uh, Giannis is an improvement over, on Damari Carroll? And Al Horford <laughs> is a better... Is not an upgrade over Brook Lopez, but I'm... Ooh, hot uh, take alert. No, I, I, no I, I meant the opposite. But, um, what was I saying? Uh... I think I think now we're sort of experiencing a little bit of like what the Warriors' path in the West has been over the past few years. That like the talent level, um, the upper level of talent in the East has like reached a point where it's like you know these short series is are a thing. Like it's just a, a matter of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and speaking of the Warriors, you know that's going to be our last matchup they've actually taken a couple of injuries since the the clippers series ended um and they're they're going up against uh i guess an obsessed houston team so yeah this yeah. is uh this is going to be a slugfest of a series uh if we were to get to give a firepower to one of these series it'd probably be this one yeah because this is the the famed western conference finals rematch the one that went to seven last year the only team that ever took golden state to seven at least a uh, Golden State that cared. Um, yeah. So it's gonna be it's gonna be insane. Um, 
my prediction for this series, I'm just going to start it off with that, is uh, Golden State in five. Uh, only because Kevin Durant has uh, unlocked playoff I'm Kevin Durant mode. Okay. And it's just so hard to be. He's unstoppable. He's the best player in the world. Uh, Steve Kerr was quoted as saying that just the other day. And a lot of people should be talking about this, uh, especially given that um, there is a certain King James that is out of the playoffs right now. I Still, even if Kevin Durant were to have to go up against LeBron, I'd still say Kevin Durant's the best player. But um, they have the best player in the series. James Harden is on a mission this year. Uh, they have a healthy Chris Paul for once. Um, Capella has improved, as he always does. Mm-hmm. But I still don't think that's enough to overcome the, the Warriors. Yeah, the, the thing I, I think people forget about the Warriors in this series, um, or in any series really, is that there are some teams that they like they like playing against just to beat like it's not even it's not even a like like you're talking about like an engaged warriors team or anything like that like like i i off pod you were saying like you know draymond didn't look engaged for some of these clippers games but they like you know they like beating up on the lakers they like beating up on houston they like beating up on like portland like this is they're just some teams that they, yeah. they do this to because it's fun for them so exactly um yeah uh yeah, maybe Golden State in five. Maybe Ooh, that's that's all right. We agreed on this one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just because it, I know you do also have a distaste for uh, a, a certain Jameson Harden. It's like I <laughs> I find I think it's cool how how obsessed Houston is. So I'm curious as to see because this is like it's the experiment, right? Like yeah. like Maury has been obsessed with Golden State and dance analytics, baby. And they are at their weakest right now, right? Like without. You know, without Draymond, without Clay, so it's like um, this really is a, a game of superstars, like for this. Yeah, for that this. that is one thing to to keep in mind. The the two potential injuries, uh, albeit they couldn't play through them, but Steph and Clay both with sprained ankles, mm-hmm. uh, especially with Kerr describing Clay's ankle as being um, uh, a significant strain. It's going to be tough because uh, there's, there's, there's one guy that Clay is going to have to guard this series mm-hmm. with a significantly sprained ankle. It's hard enough to guard James Harden 100% healthy with your entire team because mm-hmm. this, this man has scored more isolation points than the, the, the team with the highest most, you know, the second yeah, highest the second isolation high, points like, in the league. Yeah. He's scored more than the Bucks' entire isolation possessions. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, almost twice over. So if there's going to be, you know, one guy you're going to need this series, it's going to be Clay as for his defense. And if he's not 100% good to go, James Harden's going to just put on a show. You yeah. never, it, could, it, could go, it could go Houston in five. The series is like, <laughs> it's going to be it's gonna yeah. be. A, crazy it's i we'll see we'll see how it goes down this afternoon but i'm not i'm not predicting a lot of blowouts in that series maybe in the other three there'll be more well there's already been one with the raptors but it's yeah we'll see this oh no that wasn't a blow that was a 13 point win well there you go but i mean jeremy lynn played like six minutes so there you go (laughs) how to turn a blowout into a close game close game (laughs) all right I think that's it for this week. We're just going to see how the rest of the second uh, round plays off, and and hopefully uh, we'll be back to give you a previews for the conference finals. 
right, that's it for this week's edition of Back to the Basket. Uh, feel free to engage with us wherever you engage in social media. You'll find all of our show, uh, info in the show notes. Uh, please don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your favorite podcasts. So it'll be on uh, the Apple Store, uh, Google Pods, and Spotify for that blue check mark. Thank you so much. And remember, we may have our backs to the basket, but we'll never turn our backs on our fans. Bye. Quidelphia.